Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Julius Bear's Moving Markets podcast. It's Monday, the 11th of December, and my name is Helen Freer. It was a positive week for equities last week, and Bitcoin is down around 3.5% so far today. I'll be talking this morning about this and more market news with Mike Rauber, and then I'll be speaking to Menzel Pachinci, who's the head of our technical analysis team, and I'll be asking him about the latest equity rally and falling yields. But first up is Mike. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Helen. Let's start with last week then, when Eurozone stocks saw healthy gains. Um, This follows really a broad rally over the last few weeks. What have the drivers been, do you think, of these gains? So first on Friday, the European stocks hit their highest level since February 2022, and the DAX stormed to another all-time high, up over 20% this year. Now, Helen, a big factor in driving stocks higher but also, I must say, the euro lower has been increased bets that the eurozone or the ECB will lower rates already next March. So there will be a lot of focus on the ECB when it meets this Thursday and its communication. But actually, the ECB is by far not the only central bank meeting this week. Okay, so which other central banks have we got this week then? So on Thursday, we have the central banks from Switzerland, the UK, Norway and Mexico. And on Wednesday already, it is Brazil's and the U.S. Fed's turn. Now, of all the central banks, only the Brazilian one is expected to lower rates. Uh, One reason why we like Brazilian equities. Now, uh, with no other central banks expected to change their policy rates, uh, the focus will be on, obviously, on their forward-looking communication. So on this, uh, questions to look out for is what is their take on whether inflation has permanently moved lower? And whether they see the decline in bond yields already loosening financial conditions too much, uh, which would mean that they could keep rates higher for longer. So focus on their communication. Okay. So on Friday then, a couple of solid economic readings shook the markets with stocks rebounding on speculation the US will be able to avoid a recession. Now, the flip side to that story is that bond traders were forced to trim their bets on rate cuts in 2024, and this sent yields soaring. Can you tell us uh, any more about this, Mike? Yes. So the story is that gains in non-farm payrolls came in at a higher than expected 199,000 for the month of November, although this was partly due to the return to work of striking auto workers. But with the unemployment rate falling to 3.7%, it showed strengths in the U.S. economy. Now, the other set of data, uh, Helen, was from the University of Michigan. It showed that one-year consumer inflation expectations fell sharply to 3.1% last month. And that was down from 4.5% in the previous months. Now, tomorrow, Tuesday, we get the U.S. inflation figures just a day before the U.S. interest rate decisions. Expectations are for inflation to have risen 3.1% on the year, but unchanged on the months, not least due to the drop in energy prices. So better than expected employment figures and lower inflation expectations should have been good for U.S. stocks, right? Yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, they were down in the morning, but uh, so there was some nervousness ahead of the data releases. But in the afternoon, uh, U.S. equity rebounded with the S&P 500 closing uh, 0.4% higher on the day. Seven out of 11 sectors rose with uh, both energy and tech outperforming, uh, but consumer staples were the laggards. And there's some corporate news to report in the US. Firstly, I've seen some headlines about Cigna. What's the story there, Mike? 
Yeah, it uh, w walked away from merger talks with Humana. These are two companies in the U.S. health insurance space. Uh, if they would have gone merged, uh, that would have been a $135 billion market cap firm. Uh, the other news is the department store Macy is said to have gotten a $5.8 billion offer, a near 20% premium to its Friday close. And uh, importantly, Adobe and Oracle will report earnings this week. Now, expectations are for them to show healthy profits, not least uh, thanks to their artificial intelligence businesses. Now, on Friday, there was some hope when it comes to Chinese stocks after China vowed to strengthen fiscal policy to boost domestic demand. But I see Hong Kong's Hang Seng is about 1% lower today, although onshore China shares are up 0.5%. So what's the story there? Yeah, it looks like some not so obvious messaging from markets. Uh, maybe the, the economic headline today is having an impact. It is reported that China's consumer prices fell the most in three years last month by 0.5% year on year. And producer prices also saw a decline of 3%. Uh, it's 14th straight year on year drop. Uh, now, our analysts uh, in Asia note that the sentiment on Chinese equities is very poor. It's the second worst performing market in Asia this year. But they highlight we may be near a shorter-term trough, even as longer-term concerns remain. And turning to Japan, Japan's Nikkei 225 index fell 3.4% last week, as comments by Bank of Japan officials stoked speculation that the central bank might abandon its negative interest rate policy earlier than anticipated. And this weighed on riskier assets. Yeah, so the, the yen uh, strengthened significantly, especially on Friday. Um, but uh, Japanese stocks did not react as negatively, and this today they're up uh, more than 1%. Our analysts think the Bank of Japan meeting on the 19th of December, so a little bit more than a week from today, will be a live meeting. Uh, that means that they expect uh, or they think the central bank could actually tweak its policy. Now, longer term, they see the US dollar Japanese yen stabilizing eventually at around 140. Uh, today, it is a little bit over 145. And let's finish with Bitcoin because it's proving to be um, as volatile as ever and has tumbled today towards um, the $40,000 level amid a broader crypto sell off. What can you tell us here, Mike? So the largest crypto token, uh, Bitcoin, it sank as much as 7.5%, uh, as you mentioned, Helen, to nearly 40,000. But given its volatility, it paired some of these losses, and it is now around $42,000. Now, Bitcoin has been on a tear this year on expectations that regulators will allow the first U.S. bought Bitcoin exchange-traded funds, widening the potential base of crypto investors. Uh, but I think in tomorrow's call, we have Manuel Viegas, our crypto specialist, talking about it. So those interested should certainly listen in tomorrow. That's all from me, Helen. Great. Thank you very much, Mike. It was a good roundup to start the week. Thank you, Helen. Now, Menzo, good morning, firstly, and welcome. Good morning, Helen. So the major equity markets in the US and Europe all gained overall last week. So the rally seems to be continuing. Um, you commented recently, Menzo, that the bull market is broadening as well. So technically, this is all a good sign. Is that right? Yes. Uh, so basically, we are seeing a broadening of the equity bull market. So this means the laggards, for example, small caps in the US and Europe are catching up. So they are rebounding. So it indicates 
broad-based demand for equities, which is a bullish sign. So this means investors have more appetite and a healthy appetite for equities at this point of the rally. And let's talk about the DAX now, which, as Mike mentioned earlier, reached a new all-time high last week. So is this a sign it will keep rising? Yes. So in general, um, I mean, uh, all-time highs are bullish. Or in general, let's say if you look at 52-week highs, when you look at the DAX, uh, if it's trading around 52-week highs over the past 20 weeks, it has historically risen by 11% on an analyzed basis. In contrast, if more than 20 weeks have passed since its last 52-week high, basically the index has declined by 5% on an analyzed basis. And if you look at the DAX, of course, this is in total, or uh, U.S. equities, this is in total uh, contrast uh, with uh, Chinese equities. So, for example, the Hang Seng has not traded at a 52-week high for more than 146 weeks. Just finally, I also want to get your latest thoughts on yields, which we've seen falling. I think you said that investors are probably underestimating the downside risk in interest rates. Maybe you can expand on this a bit for us. Yes. So when we look at interest rates in the US and Europe, basically, we see that uh, the yields failed to move sustainably above the highs of 2022, and now they are in correction mode. When we look at the positioning in the US uh, market from speculators. So at uh, interest rate futures, two years, five years, 10 years, and 20 years futures, we see that there are still around record short positions around still about 500 billion US dollar. So we think the risks for a surprise on the downside in yields is quite high. So for example, for the US 10-year treasury yield, we expect a decline towards 3.75. Great. Thanks very much, Menzo. Good to get your latest thoughts this morning. Thank you, Helen. So that is all for today. Thank you again to my guests and thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And please also leave us a review on whichever platform you like to listen on. And do join us again tomorrow when I'll be back uh, talking to more of our colleagues about what is moving markets. Have a great start to the week, everyone. And bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favourite podcast player.